Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Common Sense with Dr. Ben Carson. I'm your host, Ben Carson, and uh, we're going to talk to somebody who is the epitome of common sense. He's called the Common Sense Conservative, and uh, this is a man who had a very successful career uh, as a college coach and uh, could be cruising the world now, enjoying life, playing golf. And he chose to throw his hat into the arena and is helping us all. And I just want to thank you, Senator Tommy Tuberville. Thank you for joining us yes, today. Sir, th- thanks for having me on. Uh, to, and again, I miss coaching, but I'm glad I'm here in the Senate. It's a challenge. And uh, as you said earlier, common sense is two words you don't hear very often up in this, this uh, what we call the the hill, but uh, I'm glad to be here trying to help people from Alabama and people of our country because this is a trying time and our country is in peril as we speak. Absolutely. And thank you for your part in trying to protect the rights of the unborn and, uh, you know, stopping the Pentagon from using taxpayer money for abortions. Uh, you know, what's going on with the DOD policy? Well, as you well know, ever since the Roe Wade decision uh, from the Supreme Court was kicked back to the states, which it should have been, uh, this White House has tried to find any way around uh, to make sure that they can do as many abortions as they possibly can. And I fought it in the VA, and we hadn't had abortions in the VA in, 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 it, in its existence, but uh, they've been able to manip- manipulate everything they possibly could to get it in there, and they, ha- they have now. And so now we have abortions in the VA, but we're going to continue to block that because it's taxpayer money. And the DOD now has decided that, oh, uh, we've had an abortion policy, but it's not enough. Uh, they've had rape, incest, and, and health of the mom as as three exceptions. But now it's uh, abortion at any time uh, and uh, anywhere and also their dependence of the military personnel. So we're going to go from a couple dozen a year, Dr. Carson, to probably four to 5,000 a year in the military. And, you know, I've been complaining about it because, uh, you know, Hyde Amendment says you cannot spend taxpayer money on abortion. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, this White House could care less, though. They could care less. And so we're fighting it. We're going to continue to fight it. I've got the block on the uh, nominations of the admirals and generals, but uh, how long? How long can that go on? Well, they can go on forever. But the thing that they do is they could, they can still go through regular order one at a time and send right. nominations through. 
but they don't want to do that. They want to do 50 and 100, 200 at a time and just uh, and and do other things here. And like I told them, hey, I'm here to work. Uh, we can stay during the weekends, but, uh, uh, you know, the it's it's just one of those things that they're going to continue to try to push on us. And and I, I sent a letter to the Secretary of Defense, uh, Secretary Austin, and basically said, listen, uh, you weren't. Uh, uh, elected to Congress. So you don't make laws. We do. So let us do the lawmaking. Amen. Well, thank you for that. And what's been the response from some of the other senators? Oh, it's been good. Uh, you know, we had a lot of people sign on. And uh, again, I'm out there on an island right now. Mike Lee's the only one that's really signed on as as supportive. But I think everybody's pretty supportive. Uh, uh, and I, I want to thank you for your your letter that you sent, uh, because that, that meant a lot. But it's a uh, it's just important that that we have more and more people get in, get involved. This Dr. Carson, because it is right now this administration is, as you can tell, is trying to do everything and and the, uh, they possibly can to turn us into a different type of country than we have been in the last two hundred forty seven eight years. And the, you know, there's not a positive thing that's happening right now in our country, especially with Title forty two going under, inflation, crime everywhere, education is going backwards. And of course, our foreign relations are god awful. So, hopefully, we can we can make some progress. Well, you know, all these things that are going on that you just named, and a few more, are all self inflicted. <laughs> they are not things that need to be going on. And uh, you know, we just have to hope and pray that we can get some real leadership before it's too late. But back to the military, there's a real recruiting crisis. Fifteen thousand deficit. Uh, this year is expected to be even worse next year. What what do you think is the cause of that? Well, it's just because of we're, we're turning our military into a woke uh, institution. And it's the military should be non-political. And every time you look up now, they're advertising drag queens in, uh, in the military. Or, uh, of course, I wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Navy has had its Bud Light moment because as we're hearing uh, the prospectus of this year, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Army are going to all be short. Last year, the Army was short 15,000 in recruiting in this all-volunteer Army. And uh, this coming year, you're going to have almost every uh, branch of the military that's going to be short in recruiting. You don't have kids wanting to go in it. And I, I know some kids that have been given opportunities uh, to go to some of our academies, uh, West Point, uh, Naval Academy. They've turned it down, Dr. Carson. You, I've never heard of that before. Uh, yeah. A six hundred, five, six hundred thousand dollars free education, and these kids don't want to get involved with this woke uh, mentality that we're teaching. That we're actually teaching woke uh, classes uh, in our military academies, and so we're headed we're headed the wrong direction. And somebody better wake up, and smell the roses, as you said earlier. It's all about leadership, and we have very little leadership since uh, President Trump has left office. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, what about the over 8,000 enlisted uh, men who were kicked out uh, because of the vaccine mandate? Yeah. Is well, there any redress for those people? It's, it's an embarrassing that, that we even had to go through this. And I can understand, you know, that, uh, you know, that for years the military has pretty much forced vaccines on people. But this was a different day. This was a different era. And I think it had a lot to do with extremism. Uh, there were there were there were there were targeting people not just for vaccines, but also for being supposedly extremist in our country. 
which is the most stupid thing I've ever heard of. Because I was here on January the 6th. That was my first day in the office uh, and as a senator. And I, I've never seen anything like what happened after that. It was under control. And then Nancy Pelosi brought in 25,000 National Guard troops. We put fences. I mean, it took three fences to get to my office at that time. And uh, everybody had gone home. And we still spent half a billion dollars supposedly protecting uh, people up here on Capitol Hill. We can protect ourselves. Uh, we don't need to be spending money like that. But the vaccine mandate was all about running out people that didn't really believe in this government. Right. Well, you know, I was uh, outspoken about it because, you know, as a pediatric neurosurgeon, you know, I've been looking out for the welfare of children for decades and uh, they're advocating a vaccine, quote, vaccine, unquote, uh, for children who have a 0.025% chance of death or serious complication if they got COVID. And we have no idea what the long-term risk of mRNA-induced immunity is. So 10 or 15 years from now, we may be in another crisis. Why would we trade almost 0% problems with unknown long-term problems? It makes no sense. The good thing, and the thing that's very encouraging to me, is that only about 13% of parents got their kids vaccinated. It tells you that the American people have a lot more common sense than we think they do. They knew that this was not a good thing for their children. But the, the real problem to me the way the whole vaccine thing was handled, the whole COVID thing, is people have lost trust in our public health system. And uh, there were so many things that were said that were not true. And uh, no one will own up to it. No one will apologize. No one will say we were wrong and this is what we've learned. And uh, I think that just continues to exacerbate the problem. But... Do you think um, that there's ever going to be any clarification or apology or change in direction? Because one of the things that happened is the FDA has a rule that says in a pandemic, you cannot have an EUA, an emergency use authorization, for a new vaccine or a new product if there are other viable treatments. And of course, it should be just the opposite. You should be saying, we should approach this with every avenue possible so that we can find the right solution. Well, I'm on the Health Education Labor and Pension Committee, uh, Dr. Carson, and that, that, that was my first two years. All we did, and in, 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 we had, of course, Fauci there about once every two months, and the CDC director, and and other people and talking about the vaccine and, and the virus and, and those things. We had so much uh, misinformation given to us in, in, in those two years. It's absolutely amazing. And basically it was a cover up, um, cover up. And of course, uh, I think Dr. Fauci is going to have some explaining to do. Uh, more and more of this is coming out because uh, we all went after him. But uh, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul really went after him because him being a doctor, he understood gain of function research. And it's just amazing to me how how all that now people have forgotten about. It. They want to get by this, but there's got to be some oversight, some accountability to this, because as they say, we could have another one of these in a short period of time. But as you Absolutely. said earlier, here's the main point with all this. 
the American people do not trust federal government anymore. And a lot because of this virus and the things that they heard, things that were done to people. And I still see people walking around in masks, still taking the COVID vaccine. Uh, And it's just it's absolutely amazing to me. And then you look on the flip side of that, Dr. Carson, in Ukraine. We have gain-of-function research labs in Ukraine. In Sudan, uh, we we fund uh, gain-of-function research um, laboratories in Sudan. Uh, and why in the what in the world are we doing? Uh, you know, we're asking for it, uh, exactly what we're, we're doing. And our federal government's way over its skis when it comes to uh, this research and development and gain of function. Absolutely. Now, uh, a question for you. Um, since 2003, biological men have won 28 women's sport titles. What, what does that mean for, for women regarding scholarships and academic opportunities? You know, I was, that's, that was my former career of 40 years, and I saw the, I saw the emergence of Title IX and uh, how young girls and women had the opportunity to compete on a, a level playing field in terms of facilities and money and coaches, uh, and it flourished. If there's anything that's, that's been done right here in the federal government in my lifetime, it was Title IX. Uh, and it's made leaders out of young women and, and young girls, giving them opportunity to, to have scholarships. But Joe Biden this month is taking a sledgehammer to Title IX by allowing biological boys, but not allowing, just basically saying, if you don't allow biological boys to be able to play at your schools, you will not get federal funding. It is absolutely amazing to me why this administration is adamant about this. And I'll tell you why they want it. They don't want family. They don't want gender. Uh, and they want power. And uh, you, you can't tell this administration anything. They don't look at anything in terms of common sense. But this will destroy Title IX. And uh, it's just uh, one of the one of the factors that, that goes along with everything else this administration is doing is to tear down yeah. the nuclear family. Right. I think that's the bottom line. Our faith and our family are being severely attacked. And those are the very things that the Marxists uh, like Lenin talked about when they talked about the United States and how incredibly strong we were, how it would be very difficult to bring us down unless you attacked our faith and our family. And I think, you know, we're going to have to wake up. We certainly appreciate people like yourself who are awake. And if if I'm not mistaken, uh, you're one of the sponsors of the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. Um how would that protect girls in sport? It passed the House. Where does it stand now? Yeah, well, it passed the House about three weeks ago. Then I took it to the Senate floor knowing that uh, Majority Leader Schumer is not going to bring it to the floor. Uh, you know, they do not want this to pass. So I put it on the floor as a continued resolution, a CR, and uh, uh, it, it didn't make it to first base with the Democrats. All of them voted against it. All of them voted against it in the House. So it just goes to show, show you where they stand, uh, you know, for women. And again, the women, Protect Women and, and Girls in Sports Act basically says if you allow, if you allow biological boys to play in women's sports, you lose your funding, your uh, state and federal funding. So it's just the abs- opposite of what uh, Joe Biden's doing this month with an executive order. Uh, and uh, again, we have to have ours voted in and he's playing dictator from the White House and he's going to get his way and we're not going to get ours. And it's going to ruin women's sports. And I can't. Uh, and, and another fact about this, 
women are going to have to start standing up all across this country. Uh, this Riley Gaines, I boy, she's taking the podium and, and, and challenging all the women. Hey, where are you? If we don't stand up and do something about this, they're going to ruin women sports. And so she's speaking out Absolutely. and she, I think she's building a good coalition behind her, Dr. Carson. Okay, we're going to take a very short break and we'll be right back with you. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. Well, you know, when I look around and I notice what's going on in our country, and you listen to people, most of them are not in agreement with the things that we see that are happening. Most Americans actually have common sense. The thing that's lacking is courage. People have a tendency to stand in the corner and look at their shoes and hope no one calls them a nasty name. How... How can we ever be the land of the free if we're not the home of the brave? What can we do? Is there anything we can do to get people to be courageous again? Well, what we've got to do is start trying to get God back in our country, back in our schools. Uh, we've got to get families back involved. There's so many kids out there, Dr. Carlson, that have one or no parent. And uh, and that's what the Democrats want. They want to have empowerment over the kids where they can indoctrinate them. Uh, you know, when you and I were growing up, uh, you know, we were taught by our parents, not the federal government. They want all the power they possibly can get over the kids that are growing up. And they're indoctrinating them in our schools right now. That's what you're seeing on the streets. I saw this uh, uh, the last 10, 15 years of coaching. I saw it being taught in our classrooms. The, the, I'd, I'd read thousands of, of uh, grade reports every, every year looking at kids that I might possibly recruit. I'd go in high schools all across the country. Our education system has been ruined by the teachers unions. And if we don't do something about it, it's not going to get any better. But we have got to get God and family back in this country. If we don't, we will not survive as you and I have grown up in the the great country that we live in. Well, that is exactly right. I'm I'm actually uh, writing a book right now about faith and family, which are the things that are being under such great attack right now. And unfortunately, the left is being rather successful. And we have to make sure that people actually understand what's going on uh, and how they're being manipulated. 
And uh, a lot of this uh, changing of the definition of the family uh, is part of it. And the Marxists obviously do not want God and they do not want family. They want you dependent on the government. And the government continues to expand and continues to grow. And of course, that was the reason that people came to this country in the first place. They wanted a place where they could live the life they wanted. They could worship the way they wanted, as long as they weren't interfering with someone else. And uh, you would have limited government, you know, particularly the Puritans uh, pushed that. But uh, now we see with every year more and more encroachment. And I know there are individuals like yourself who are opposed to it, but do you think there's any chance we can ever get back to a, a country that is of, by, and for the people, <laughs> not of, by, and for the government? Well, and we talked about God earlier. Uh, uh, the Democratic uh, far left, and, and even a lot of the Democrats now, they want, uh, they want to be God in our country. Uh, they they want total control and power over everything that we do, and uh, that's that's not as you said that's not why and how the for the reason that this country was created over two hundred and forty seven years ago it was because we got tired of that tyranny and and we wanted out but we can do that but to, but the, the American people have to recognize and again I was amazed Dr Carson that in November in this last election that the people around the country went and voted for these people in the Senate to give them continued power. Now, luckily we got the house. Uh, and so we can, we can cut back on the spending that, that the crazies on the left want to do, but we are losing the battle at the ballot box. We have to learn how to vote. We have to go vote early. Like the left, we've got to pick out the candidates that are conservative that believe in God and family. Uh, I'm a Donald Trump fan through and through. And I'll tell you that I was the first senator who came out for him. I talked to him weekly. He's the only person that I can know that that would stand up to this crooked media that we have and would go back. That's why they hate him so it. much. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, they hate him. And everybody goes, well, he talks cruel. And so let me tell you something. If we don't get somebody like Donald Trump in there, it is over. It is over the country that we all grew up in. And so uh I think people will recognize that when I first uh, acknowledged that I was supporting uh, President Trump in the election a few months ago when he came out, uh, all the media goes, what are you doing that for? What are you doing? I said, listen, if we continue down this path, a lot of you will vote for Donald Trump November in 2024 because it is going to be twice as bad as it is now. And you're going to recognize what y'all have done to this country. So uh, we just have to elect people that believe in the United States of America and the Constitution and God. If we don't do that, if we get don't get away from all this personality stuff and, and don't realize the situation we're in, we're going to lose and uh, we're going to end up like Canada and some of these European countries. And I call them rats. Ruin uh, America through socialism. Uh, that's my uh, acronym because, you know, that's all we use up here. So I've come up with them on. They're rats. <laughs> well, I tell you, you are spot on. And do you think it, there's any appetite in Congress to address some of the maladies that are going on in our election system? Because 
you know, what happened in 2020 with unelected people deciding that signatures don't have to match, addresses don't have to match, uh, whether the ballots were turned in on time or not is really irrelevant. I mean, it's almost like the Wild West. And is is there any appetite for addressing that, or is it are we just going to be in the same situation the next time around? Well, here's what's got to happen, and we in Congress have addressed it with all the states. The state governments are in charge of their own elections, and most of them have done a lot of background, a lot of research, and done the right things to, to control what's been going on. We don't have an election day like you and I grew up in. Now we have an election month. So we not only have to get our states understanding they got to go by their laws, they got to set the laws, they got to oversee their 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 ballots and what's going on. uh, But we have got to start putting money into early voting. Uh, We don't do that as Republicans. You know, this ballot harvesting stuff. uh, I mean, President Trump at at 1130 uh, on 2020 uh, at night had won the election and then they quit voting in six states and all of a sudden all these Thousands and thousands of votes started coming in, you know, from suitcases and briefcases and all that. There's no there's no doubt what happened. But, you know, there's no reason to complain about it now. We got to go and make sure this next election is not the same way because it's got to be fair. And whoever wins, wins. But let's make sure it's fair. But we've got to start putting money as the Republican Party. Do like Democrats is put it on the ground game. Go out and get people to vote, get get them to vote the right way but also protect our integrity in this country because if we lose our integrity, which we're slowly losing it, our moral values, it's going to be over anyway. Thank you, everyone, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You know, I talk to a lot of people from other countries, and they all have the same question for me. What's happening to you guys? <laughs> That's what they all are asking. I mean, it is so obvious to everybody that we're just uh, diving off the cliff. And I really think the majority of the people understand that. They just don't know what to do. And what would you say to them? As a, as a very wise, commonsensical person, what would you say to those people? And they are myriad. They are everywhere. They are so frustrated. I was in Michigan last night uh, speaking to a pro-life group. Everybody's feeling, you know, really put upon and that uh, we're going out of spinning out of control. I was on an airplane last week with and set by a lady coming from uh, California back to Washington, D.C., and she's Canadian. And she said, looked at me and said the same thing. What are y'all doing to your country? 
You do not want to be Canada. You do not understand what's going on in our country. We're lo- we've lost our rights. We've lost our freedoms. We lost the, the, the opportunity to have a democracy. We have a dictator now in, in this president that we have, and you're headed in the same direction. Uh, and, you know, I'm sitting there listening to her, and she's going, you do not want, want what we have. It is awful. And so uh, I tell as many people as I can, Dr. Carson, and uh, I talk to people. I do radio shows, podcasts, get on TV. Uh, we have to we have to get the word out that what's getting ready to happen or what's happening in front of us right now is not what we want as a country and for our kids and grandkids. We have to be able to to get the word out and understand that if we continue this road through the election processes we just talked about and also uh, let the far left continue to control the narrative in the media, uh, I mean, it's it's just going to be so hard for us to get you know, our kids, by, because our kids right now are being indoctrinated in the last 15, 20 years. And it's that we've got to get this t- teacher's union out and we got yeah. to get school choice in and let our kids go to school where they can be taught reading, writing and math instead of learning all the social justice and identity politics. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. And, you know, you, you're touching on the last subject I wanted to hit before. Uh, I know you have to go. Um, education. You know, there was a, a story a couple of months ago, you probably saw it, where they evaluated 23 public schools in Baltimore to see how many children were functioning at grade level in math. There were thousands of children who were evaluated. Zero. <laughs> Not a single one. And, you know, what's left for these kids? We have people graduating from high school who are functionally illiterate. And uh, they're not going to be able to get a good job. And they find themselves in crime, trafficking, drugs, all kinds of things. And how could this be going on in a country like ours? The fact of the matter is, we know what to teach. We know how to teach it. Somebody must be behind the dumbing down of our population. And if you go back and you look at transitions that have occurred to socialism, they frequently are preceded by a dumbing down of the population. Is it possible that that's going on in the United States? Well, we don't challenge our kids anymore. Everybody wants, they want everybody the same. Uh, They don't hold people to higher standards. We look at we look at color more than we look at education in our schools. And I'll tell you that I've been in I've been in schools all over this country my in my entire lifetime. And I've talked to counselors and and principals and 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 teachers. And it's embarrassing the situation that we've got our country in in terms of education, Dr. Carson. It and again, it all goes back to teachers unions. Uh, some, a lot of the kids in some of the rural areas have an opportunity in it, suburban areas. The kids in the, in the urban areas, in the big cities, have zero chance, have zero chance of surviving the education they're being taught right now. And as you said, the proficiency is terrible. I, I spent some of my own money uh, teaching kids to read. They would come into some of these schools I'd be coaching We'd give them tests on reading, writing, math, and science. You'd have kids come in that had a, 
a four point GPA or 3.5, then they couldn't read third grade reading level. And we had to teach them before we to read before we put them in any really structured classes in college. Because if you if you fail too many classes early, you can't catch up as a college athlete, and you have to have a certain grade point. So it's really embarrassing where this country's gotten to. And it goes back to what I've said two or three times: the teachers' unions are corrupt, and they are ruining our country. They're ruining our kids. They're ruining our families. And they're not giving kids of color an opportunity in these inner cities to compete. They're just giving them grades, getting them out, not doing their job. And they ought to be fired and they ought to be stripped of any opportunity for any uh, pension or anything, because that's all they want. Uh, That's all they want. They just want an opportunity to take money, uh, live a good life, but they don't care about the kids that uh, they're supposed to be training and educating. You're so so right about that. And of course, that was the reason that uh, John Adams said that our system is designed for an educated and informed populace. He recognized that people who were not informed would be very easy to manipulate. That's what unscrupulous politicians thrive on. People who you just tell them something, they say, okay, that's what he said. That must be true. And uh, obviously, that's not America. That's not how America was formed. That's not how we rose from nowhere to the pinnacle of the world in record time. And uh, it is, however, how we can fall if we don't once again claim education as important and our faith. And of course, with American Cornerstone, those are our four cornerstone pillars, faith, liberty, community, and life. And uh, you are a wonderful representative of that. Do you have a parting word for our audience? Well, the one thing I'd like to say is, is at the end of the day, we have still lived, you and I and people living today, still living in and on the greatest country to face the earth. When I leave the country, I can't wait to get back. But we do not want to be one of those one world uh, uh conglomerates that this Biden administration wants us to join. We want to be independent. We want to give our people in this country an opportunity and a chance. But, you know, the the worst thing going on right now for us is, and there's a lot of bad things, that border is ruining the taxpayers of this country and taking away from our kids and our grandkids. And it's just unfortunate that's going on. But we will survive because we're strong and we're determined and we're going to keep God on our side and he's going to give us that chance. So pray for our country every day. Well, you know, if God was willing to save Solomon and Gomorrah for 10 people, we should have this, but we got to do our part. And you're doing your part. And I just want to thank you on the behalf of all of our listeners for being courageous and hanging in there. We need people like you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dr. Carson. certainly refreshing to talk to Senator Tuberville. Uh, He's standing firm against the excesses of the administration and people who are trying to fundamentally change our nation. Courageous leaders 
like that are what we need right now. And I want you to think about renewal. It's springtime. And even though we just celebrated the National Day of Prayer, and it was great having so many of you tune in for that. We had thousands of people, beautiful prayers that were said for our nation. I don't think God has forgotten about us. I think maybe we have forgotten about Him. But uh, I'm encouraging you for your prescription to pray every single day. Make prayer a way of life. I'll tell you what Billy Graham said. He said, prayer is a way of life, not just for emergencies. Make it a habit. And when the need arises, you will be in practice. <laughs> I think that's a very good way to put it. Let's uh, bug the Lord about our country. If he hears it enough from so many of us and knows we're serious, I think we will once again be able to get back on that track. We need a revival in our nation. We've had a couple in the past, and I think we need it more than ever right now because we're on the brink of turning into something unrecognizable, and it's happening at breakneck speed. And uh, we don't want to be just complainers. We want to be doers. Well, that's it for this week's show. And uh, please subscribe for free, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your broadcasts so that you don't miss any episodes. Rate us, review us, tell your friends and family about us because we need to spread common sense. And don't forget the cornerstone principles, faith, liberty, community, and life. See you next week.